Hey, friends. I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets and plants that are important to you. If you're a fan of The Best Show with Tom Sharpling, and you follow people associated with The Best Show on social media, you may already be aware that a gentleman who's been a longtime Best Show caller and friend of Tom, as well as a past guest and friend of People Are the Enemy, Mr. Dave Vinson, a.k.a. Dave from Knoxville, was in the hospital last week. Thankfully, Dave is now home and recovering. If you'd like to wish him well, I encourage you to send some kind words to Dave on Twitter. He can be reached via his Twitter handle, which is at Dave from Knoxville, with the last two letters omitted. If you'd like to do something more, please don't hesitate to reach out to me via my Twitter profile, and I will DM you Dave's address information. We love Dave from Knoxville, and we wish him a speedy recovery. Get well, Dave. If you celebrated Christmas, I hope you had a nice holiday. My city was hit with some terrible weather early Christmas morning. It was raining, and the temperature was just below freezing, so the streets were an icy mess. There was a 15-car pileup on the highway, one exit north of my home, so I didn't go anywhere on Christmas Day. I FaceTimed and called and texted with friends and family, and I, I spread salt rock all over my driveway and stairs. I think I did it about three times, and that was, that was pretty much it for me this Christmas. You're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of this show. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on People Are the Enemy, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners of this fine podcast is if you love the show and you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality literature, buy one or two of my novels. I'm the author of nine books that are all currently available worldwide in both paperback and ebook editions via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my books in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. Are the enemy listeners this is episode 205 of the people are the enemy podcast thanks for checking it out thanks for spending time with me gee one week from today i think less than a week this show will be four years old yeah yeah and, and you know what i felt like singing i wanted to sing it to you today and and uh, i'm i'm not a great singer i don't do it often i didn't even really rehearse i rehearsed maybe Half this song uh, when I got out of the shower this morning, okay? So bear with me. It's going to be terrible, but it'll be funny and fun, okay? So, <clears throat> I hit it, maestro. Uh, and a one. And a two. 
<sighs> this is for you. Nobody does it better. Makes me feel sad for the rest of the podcasters like Joe Rogan. Nobody does it half as good as Droops. That's me, Droopy. Baby, I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. Now you weren't looking, but somehow you stumbled upon this podcast and you tried to hide your love light from me. But I saw it. But like heaven above you, the spy who loved you, that's me, keeping all your secrets safe tonight, Tele telepathically, you're sending them to me, and nobody does it better than people are the enemy. <clears throat> Though, sometimes you wish someone could, yeah, because you'd like more than just a half hour every week, right? Nobody does it quite the way troops do. Why'd I have to be so good? The way that I hold you whenever I hold you with my with my mind and voice, there's some kind of magic inside me that I'm transferring you right now through your earbuds. That keeps you from running. Yeah. Because you just keep it coming. Listening to every episode. How'd you learn to do the things I do? That didn't make any sense. And nobody does it better. Makes me feel sad for the rest of those other guys like Mark Marin. Nobody does it half as good as Droops. Baby, baby, darling, you're, I mean, I'm the best. Baby, I'm the best. Try that again. <clears throat> baby, I'm the Christmas, Happy New Year. Okay, anyway. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Ah. Ah, so, uh, so what... <laughs> ah, anyway, let's have a chocolate, shall we? Alright. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I earned a chocolate after that. You know what I got? I got this for... These for uh, uh, Christmas. These are Hershey's Nuggets. You know, they're, they're literally like 
They look like little bricks. They almost look like little uh, Lego bricks. And they're chocolate with almond in them. And I, I can only eat them on one side of my mouth. I'm going to have one now. <laughs> this is a little ASMR for you. Ready? T turn your speakers down if this is going to bother you. Okay, here we go. Mmm, delicious. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, that's good. Okay, now we're ready to do the show. <laughs> Got that out of the way. I can't believe you're still listening, if you're still listening. Bless you. Um, yeah, I have to chew on one side of my mouth because... I have a temporary crown on the other side of my mouth. I had to go to the dentist twice this week. That's right, you heard me, twice. I'd gone like a week and a half ago, and they, they basically took me in, took a look, and they said, okay, yeah, you'll have to come back in about a week, week and a half, and we'll put a temporary crown on this back molar that that I had a, a crown on that, uh, or a filling, rather, that, that broke. I think it broke while I was eating popcorn because I don't eat anything else too solid. I know I talked about this last time. Anyways, but for real though, this happened after that last podcast episode. I I broke the temporary crown. I literally got it in. It took about an hour and a half for them to put it in. A lot of drilling, a lot of hands in my mouth. <laughs> so gross. And they put this thing in and sent me on my way. And uh, like within, within like 48 hours, I think less than 48 hours, probably... Within maybe 30 hours, I, I was eating a thin piece of chocolate on the left side of my mouth, be, meaning my, 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 to my right molar, meaning my, my right arm uh, to the right side of my face, my back rear right molar up top, that, uh, that uh, is where the uh, surgery had been to put this temporary crown on, because it's going to be three weeks until I get the actual crown. So, uh, so my daughter said, I, I said, boy, I'd love some chocolate. And she said, you know, I got this Christmas chocolate with, um, it's got some pieces of, uh, of candy cane in it. That <laughs> should have been a sign right there. But it was really thin, man. It was like the Ghirardelli. You know what I'm talking about? Those thin, you know, that, those thin bars, man. Ghirardelli doesn't make anything too thick, right? So I'm thinking, like, this would be fine. And so, so I'm eating this Ghirardelli candy, and I'm, I'm literally like chocolate and uh, with peppermint in it, and I'm eating it on the left side of my mouth. And yeah, there's a little bit of peppermint in it, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm really crunching, and I'm like, what is that? And I swallow it, and when I'm done, I realize that that wasn't peppermint that I was chewing, that was the temporary crown that fell out and uh, landed on my tongue and ended up on the left side of my mouth, and I chewed it. Oh my god. So yeah, I, so I immediately picked up the phone and called the dentist and said, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I, 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 swallowed, I swallowed my temporary crown. And they thought that was hilarious. And they wanted to know how that happened. And I tried to blame it on my grind bit because I grind my teeth when I sleep and I have like this, this grind bit that fits over the teeth. And legit, the grind bit was tighter since the, the, the temporary crown was put on. And, and it didn't fit right because I'm, you know, it's like a fake tooth, you know, and the, the grind bit was shaped, the teeth inside the grind bit, the shape was shaped to my initial tooth, you know? And I'm pretty sure that when I pulled that thing out, man, it, it jarred 
my my uh, my uh, temporary crown loose, and I think that's probably what contributed to it uh, falling out, and then me chewing it and swallowing it. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. So they're like, "Yeah, you, you got to come in tomorrow, first thing tomorrow morning at seven thirty a.m." And I was like, "Oh man, this is not going to go well with the dog because the dog is on a schedule." Man, I get up, I walk the dog at seven. Eight, you know, I go to the gym from like six to seven. I get home, I walk the dog from like seven to eight. You know, it, the dog is on a schedule and she likes a schedule. Well, she did not like seeing me get up and have breakfast and then go to skip the gym and then go directly to a dentist appointment without her. She was not cool with that, man. And she she showed it. I'll tell you how in a moment. But regardless, I go I go to the dentist again. This is my second time um, in the same week in order to get this this. Uh, this temp that uh, another temporary crown again less than less like 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 less than 40 literally less than 48 hours afterwards probably 47 hours after i had the first one put in and i i chewed it and swallowed it uh so the second appointment takes a it's a lot quicker it's a different woman uh not that had, that had anything to do with it initially i'm sure the, the first woman did a fine job i think i think the grind bit was an issue but she said look because I brought the grind bit with me the second time. I said, you know, I think this might have been the problem, and maybe you can fit it to it. She said, look, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to put some Vaseline on the tooth when you go <laughs> when you go to bed, and then put the grind bit in, and then just gently take it out. Don't don't yank it out. And I said, okay, all right. And she'd already showed me how to floss, like basically, you know, putting the floss in there and just pulling the floss through rather than like kind of shimming it like, like a letter C, you know, whatever. And I thought to myself, okay, I can do that. You know, I'll do whatever I have to do. I've got to make this last three weeks. And and uh, in the waiting room, there was a guy there. And I said, what are you here for? And he said, I'm here to get my permanent crown. And I said, you've waited three weeks? And and he said, yeah. And I said, did you have any problem? Did your, did your temporary crown break at all? And you had to come back within the three weeks? And he said, no, not at all. It's fine. I was like, I'm so envious. I looked at the guy. He's son of a bitch. I'm like, <laughs> you know? I didn't say that, but I'm thinking, I'm like, you you know, took good care of his teeth. I said, you were, he said, I was really careful. I ate on one side of my mouth. I'm thinking, yeah, so did I, you bastard. But I didn't say that, you know. I'm just thinking, man, I got to eat something softer. So, um, so anyway, so they put a, a second temporary crown in, right? And they, they, they send me out. They, they, uh, uh, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I can, I can manage this. I'll do whatever I have to do in order to keep this damn thing in. And, uh, you know, I go through the rest of my week. And yeah, at night, what I have to do, and it was ridiculous. I mean, it's like, you, you try putting Vaseline, like, imagine, like, smearing Vaseline on, like, a wet rock. That's essentially what I was doing, you know what I mean? Because it's like, you can't put Vaseline on a tooth. It's tooth. It's like, imagine trying to put, like, Vaseline on a pearl and getting it to stick. It just doesn't happen, you know? So I got, like, this chunk of Vaseline on my finger, and I'm, like, trying to, like, put it on my rear molar. And it just felt ridiculous, man. And But I've been doing it every night because I'm like, I'm just going to do it so I... If like, like, you know, and I've said this before about any time a doctor recommends something, I do it because God forbid I don't do it and something goes wrong and I have to go back to the doctor. I could be like, I did exactly what you told me. I did exactly what you told me. So I'm doing exactly what I was told to do. I'm putting on the Vaseline and I'm putting in the grind bit when I sleep and I'm being very gentle taking it out. Man, oh man. But yeah, and, and so far, knock on wood, fingers crossed, it's good. I'm trying to, I'm trying to eat soft food. You might just say, Andy, you just ate a Hershey's. A brick of chocolate. And yeah, I did, but I was very careful. <laughs> and I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> so it was on just one side of my mouth, man. So yeah, I'm trying to be very careful. I'm trying to only eat softer things, man. Yogurt. I got some 
You know what I had a craving for? I had a craving for peanut butter and fluff. I, I don't know if, like, do people eat fluff in the rest of the country? I imagine, is it easy to get? Is it easy to get outside of America? The only reason why I say that is because there's like one brand of fluff. At least there's one brand in the supermarkets here. It just says fluff. It's made, I think, in Somerville, Massachusetts. My wife's cousin like like wrote a book about the company. You know, it's been around forever. And I'm pretty sure like, I, I don't know if it's regional or it, 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 let me know. Is there marshmallow fluff everywhere? I don't know. But I had a craving for it, man. Peanut butter and fluff is the best. And like, I didn't want a sandwich. I, I just put it on a spoon. I'm the only one who eats it. I bought two little jars and I scoop out a little bit of peanut butter and then I then I scoop out a little bit of fluff and then I put it in my mouth and I feel good for about seven minutes. <laughs> that's my that's my joy. <laughs> All right. So what else can I tell you? Shoot, man. You know, I, speaking about teeth, I brought my dog to work and before I did, you know, I, I try to, you know... I take care of my dog. I try to keep her clean. I'm presentable. I love the dog. You know, I want to take care of her. And I bought some new toothpaste and I brushed her teeth, man. You ever try to brush a dog's teeth, man? You feel like ridiculous. It, it's like the most asinine thing. Because the dog is like, and I'm thinking like, if this dog was just out in the wild, nobody would be brushing her teeth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody would be. Like, and I just, and I meant to say this too about the dog. Before I get into the toothbrushing thing, okay? All right. Again, it's all this this whole episode I guess is about teeth <laughs> because I come home from the dentist. Again, I left without my dog. She's on a routine. I come home from the dentist. I had two pillows in her crate that she sleeps on, right? Mind you, I came home with the intent, okay, I'm home. I can take her for her walk now. Yeah, I get home from the dentist. Her pillows are ripped up and they're stuffing everywhere. Like it literally like looks like she's sitting in a cloud. Like <laughs> <laughs> and she's just looking like, like what? Like, what's the problem? I didn't, she doesn't look guilty, nothing. Just looking at me like, all right, now what? And I'm looking at her, I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like, it's, it's, it's like, she's, I mean, she's got feelings, man. She's got emotions. It's like a person, you know, she feels like, well, you son of a bitch, you left without me. And now I'm going to wreck my crate. You know, I'm going to tear it up. And I guess better that she, you know, tears apart two older pillows that I can just throw away the stuffing in, you know, rather than poop all over the place or pee all over the place, you know, because that would be, uh, that would be misery to have to clean up and I'd have to clean it up. But instead, man, she just like, you know, like tore up these pillows and there was stuffing everywhere, man. It was, it was ridiculous. And fortunately, I think it was like a week before my wife had bought her a, uh, um, like a, like a carpet to go in there. Like, you know, they make these carpet sized uh, mats that you can lay down in in the crate. Now, we've had to replace these too. No, no word of a lie, man, because the dog has gotten sick. You know, if the dog throws up on a, you know, you it's it, you could try to clean it, but there's really no point. It's such like a thin material. You know, it's practically ruined. You know, so you just kind of ball it up and throw it away in the trash, and then you replace it with another one. And we've had to do that. But yeah, man, I came home to that, and it was like holy moly. But uh, again, better better just two old pillows getting getting tore up than, you know, a mess of, uh, of, uh, doggy do, you know what I mean? So what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So yeah, I brought my dog to work on Monday of last week and, um, you know, brushing her teeth is just the weirdest thing ever, man. Cause like a dog's teeth don't want to, dog doesn't want to brush her teeth. And if the dog was out on her own, nobody would be brushing her teeth. She'd just be eating whatever, man. You know, I, I can't imagine, like, can you imagine, like, I thought about this today, like, 
if you if you never cleaned up after your pet, think about think about the like the the state your home would be in. Like all the things that your pet is probably wrecked. You know, I cats. I understand they're not nearly as bad. I, and and I shouldn't I shouldn't say that because I'm sure people are out there listening, going, "Oh, you have no idea." No, I do. I've I've had cats, and and you know, an outdoor cat is not too bad. Of course, she sheds all over the place, and yeah, the cat will get sick, and yeah, they'll be like, you know, they. They lose their claws. That's one thing. Our cat used to lose her claws and then grow back new claws, and you'd find them in the carpet and whatnot. But so, yeah, so there'd be problems. And then scratching things up, man. If you think about it, though, just like imagine your home or the places your pet dwells in your home and what what the, what the they would look like if you never cleaned up after your pet. Like if, if they just they just existed in that space with, and you any time anything ever happened, you never cleaned up after the pet. It would be a disaster, right? Like the, the the dog or the cat would be fine, like living in that uh, that uh, uh, mess of mess of a room or space. You know, it's unreal, man. So I brought Lola to work. Um, it was an ordeal, uh, if only because it's a thirty-five minute drive to work. I had to bring her crate because I was going to be there for eight hours, and you you need to have a place if you're going to bring the dog to work. You can keep her in your cubicle, and you need to keep her in like an enclosed space. You know, and. Uh, and I had to bring her crate, and I had to bring all her things, because I had to, you know, I had to have treats for her, and then a bowl of water, and then, you know, dinner, you know. I, she had to bring her dinner, because I was there after her dinner time, and uh, toys, and the leash, and then there was, you know, you name it, man, I had to bring it. You know, it's like, it's like I suppose it's like taking, like, a child to work, right? You get The child's got a, their little backpack with all their stuff, and they, they, you know, they have to bring it with them, and make sure that you don't forget anything. But the thing with my dog is she gets sick in the car. So I got this this belt buckle harness that literally like clicks onto the um, not like literally into the buckle but onto like the belt itself. So the belt is is buckled in and then the harness snaps around the two straps. And the, so the dog can sit on the passenger seat and and I thought, "Oh, this would be great. She'll look out the window and she'll feel much better and she won't get sick in my car." Well, she just shook cuz she hates car rides and she was frightened to death and she shook and she looked out the window a little bit, but that was about it. And I had the window rolled down. And mind you, it's it's 26 degrees because I live in New England and it's it's cold. But I'm thinking like, well, I need the air. And I kept one hand on the wheel and I kept the other hand on 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 my dog, just petting her and reassuring her that everything was okay and that it was going to be all right. And yeah, we got to work and there was no vomit. Thank goodness. Yeah, but I get her out of the car and I get uh, I get everything inside. And uh, I walk her inside. And of course, the first thing she does is pee, <laughs> like right on the carpet at work. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god! And unfortunately, it's you know, it's like a work carpet. It's like you know, that uh, corporate type carpet. You know, I don't know how else to explain it. And and fortunately, also there was a woman there who has a dog that she brings with her all the time. So she was prepared. And she said, "Here you go. Here's some here's some carpet cleaner. It was a spray like a foam deal. And I got some paper towels and I cleaned it up and." And I'm not going to scold the dog at all, you know. I just said, I said, listen, I looked at the dog. I said, listen, you just tell me when you got to go. <laughs> like, she's like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. But honestly, no, our dog our dog is, is she's good about that. And she was great all day long. Having her around was great. I let her walk around. She'd walk around the cubicles. There was another little dog there. The dog was very territorial, didn't want my dog to have anything to do with her. But anytime my dog needed to go outside, she'd go, mm -hmm. And I'd be like, all right, all right. And I'll be like, I'll be right back. I got to take the dog out. And I take her for a little walk. And yeah, she'd do her business outdoors. And it was great. So that worked out. I was fortunate. Uh, that was uh, that was interesting. And then what, what's crazy is uh, literally, I think the end of that week, last week, 
my boss said, uh, hey, uh, COVID is out of control now, and uh, we don't want anybody coming into the office for the next 60 days. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I thought, like, well, that was the first and only time. I guess I'll bring my dog to work. But no, maybe maybe after the two months are up, I'll I'll bring her in again if they uh, if I start going back into the office. I was only going in one day a week, but um, but yeah. So that that's uh, that's uh, that happened. I don't know what else to tell you. That's that's about all I've got for you today. I don't I don't have a big show for you. I've got uh, I, I this is the last show of the month. I hope your your December went well. Hey, I hope you have a great New Year's Eve. Enjoy it. Uh, that'll be uh, think of me, will you? And think of the show. It'll be the fourth anniversary of this uh, convoluted. Uh, 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 a flim flam of a program that we've got. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. This has been episode 205 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace. <laughs>